Welcome to Karma Christian Fellowship Church's weekly sermon podcast. All of our sermons are available for listening and download at pcf.church. May God's word enrich you today. Pastor Mike, he, he started a series on the book of Job. For those of you who were not here last week, um, he was talking about um, the big question that arises in the book of Job. Why do we suffer? And we see throughout most of the book, if we read through the book of Job, we see a suffering Job. Job. Um, and, and he's going through a lot of pain. He loses everything. He loses his family, his wealth, uh, even his own health. But by the end of the book, we see a transformation happening. We see a transformed Job. And that, that trans- transformation is what I want to talk to you this morning. Um, so let's go to Job chapter 42, two, 1 through 6. Job says, I know that you can do anything, and no one can stop you. You asked, who is this that questions my wisdom with such ignorance? It is I, and I was talking about things I knew nothing about, things far too wonderful for me. You said, listen and I will speak. I have some questions for you, and you must answer them. I had only heard about you before, but now I have seen you with my own eyes. I take back everything I said, and I see it in dust, and ashes to show my repentance. I call this message your blessings, not your blessings, by your presence. So throughout the whole book, uh, most of the book, Job had gone through a really, really hard uh, process of pain and suffering. As I mentioned, he loses even his own health But uh, God finally answers a couple of chapters before, and now we see a transformed Job. So why is that 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 God answers to Job that makes makes his perspective or Job's Job's perspective change? I want to read chapter 38 and see a little bit of what God is uh, saying to Job. So then the Lord answer Job from the whirlwind. Who is this that questions my wisdom with such ignorant words? Brace yourself like a man, because I have some questions for you, and you must answer them. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you know so much. Who determined its dimensions and stretched out the surveying line? And God keeps going on and on. For four chapters, after 37 chapters of silence, God finally speaks for four chapters. But the the four chapters, uh, we see God saying something about his sovereignty. He's speaking about himself, his character, his nature. He doesn't give any explanations. He doesn't say, hey, Job, um, well, you're suffering because this and that. He doesn't even tell him, um, it's okay, you're going to be wealthy again. I have some good things for you. 
He doesn't say any of those things. Instead, he starts speaking about him, himself and his sovereignty. So how many of you, when you were children, you got frustrated when your parents tell you, told you to do something um, or did something that you thought was unfair, and when you ask them why, they told you, because I said so. How many of you got, got upset? I did when I was little. Sometimes I still do. Um, and how many of you, now that you have children of your own, finally understood their, your parents? Well, I don't have children of my own, but there is a teenager in the class that I teach here in, in Parma, kids, that he's always questioning every single thing. He's always questioning teachers. And why do I have to do this? Especially if we ask him to do something that he doesn't like to. Um, so he's always questioning. Um, and most of the time, I, don't, I can't explain it. I don't even have time. And, but even though I, I don't tell him why, he needs to obey. He needs to listen and do the things that we are asking him to do. Otherwise, he's not going to be safe, and the other children are not going to be safe. So he has to trust. He has to obey. So what is obedience? Well, let's read um, Hebrews 5. We have it there. Let's read. Apparently, something like this is happening to Job. So let's read Hebrews 5a. Even though Jesus was God's son, he learned obedience from the things he suffered. Now, the Hebrew word rendered as obedience in this passage literally means submission to what is heard. Obedience is the response to someone speaking. So speaking, hearing. I can't hear something. I can't hear someone or something that is not close to me, that is not in, in the same area I am. I cannot speak to someone who is too far away because he wouldn't understand. He wouldn't hear what I'm saying. So Jesus was able to obey his father because he knew his boy, his voice. In other words, Jesus had a relationship, relationship with his father. And something very similar is about to happen to Job. Now, up to this point, Job, had a, Job uh, knew God because of all of these blessings that he got. He was very rich. He had really good children and a wife, and he possessed, he possessed a lot of lands and a lot of stuff. Um, so he knew that God was blessing him and that God's favor was with him. However, it was until he lost all of these blessings that he finally encounters, finds the, the best of all blessings. And this is the very presence of God. Now, in the, it is in the darkest valley when Job encounters God. 
It's not about your blessings, but about your presence. Joe said, I had heard only about you, but now I can see you with my own eyes. This is the defining moment when Joe realizes that he didn't lose the best of all blessings. God, because God was always with him. God was with him when he blessed him, but he is now with him when he's suffering too. He never forsook him. God was not punish him. He didn't remove his presence. He, he, didn't, he didn't say, okay, I'm not going to be with you because you are going through the valley. God was with him in the valley. Suffering, and this is very important, suffering is not about the experience. It's not even about what you get out of it. Wow, I went through this situation. Now I'm more mature. Now I know how to handle things. And, and this is a good experience. Yeah, somehow, yes, we learn, we grow. But God doesn't, it, this is not the plan. It's, it's not only that you're going to become a better person. The fact that you encounter God, the fact that God is real, becomes real to you, that's why suffering happens. About five years ago, I, I went through the toughest season of my life. Uh, most of you know my testimony already, um, but I'm going to give you a little bit of background for those of you who don't know. I, I went through a divorce, and, and I, was, I was doing that. Um, my whole world was falling apart, and because of that, uh, well, I was pursuing my, my classical music degree uh, because of this happened, because of my, my divorce and all these things. I, I was also failing class, especially the most important class um, for my major, which is singing, because I was pursuing, uh, my major was opera singing or something like that. And because all of this um, trial and um, heartbreaking that I was going through, I couldn't sing anymore. I couldn't play piano. That was a hard, a really hard season in my life. So I was failing. And my professor, she didn't know exactly what to do. I got to the point where I just fell on my knees. And I said, God, I give up. I'm a terrible musician, and um, I'm, I feel miserable. I just can't handle this. I can't do this anymore. I give up. And while I was saying this, I was thinking about uh, dropping school and all that stuff. But I, when I was saying this to God, uh, all of a sudden, God sp speaks to me. And, and he tells me, hey, what are you talking about? I love your music. And even the heavenly orchestra stops when you sing because we want to hear your solo. Now, I'm weeping. I'm on the floor. If somebody comes and tells me, no, no, don't be, don't be sad. You are good. You do this well. You, know, you are a good musician. I will say, well, yeah, whatever. That's not working. I don't trust you. I know that I'm not. I, I don't even like my own music. I can't do it. I can't think about it. So I wouldn't trust it. That wouldn't make any difference. I will be still 
sad, probably I would do something else. Um, but at that very moment, when I heard God's voice, that changes everything inside of me, in my heart. It was a defining moment. So I actually believe it. Um, I believe that God liked my music. And now, did my circumstances change? Not really, not at that, at that very moment. But because I, f I, I felt the presence of the Lord and I felt his comfort, my inner life, my inner person was changed and transformed. So I stand up and I was ready to just wipe my tears up and go and climb, the mount climb up the mountain and say, well, let's, let's keep trying, let's do the best I can. I never thought that something big was actually going to happen. But if you ask me, I, wouldn't, I didn't even care. I didn't care if I fail. I didn't care if I pass. I was just so at peace and happy because God loved what I was doing. And, and that made the difference. Um, it's not about your, your blessings, but about your presence. Let me tell you a secret. The presence of God is what makes the valley worth to walk through. It is the presence of God what makes the valley, what makes the desert worth to walk through. Moses, he had refused to go through the desert if the presence of the Lord was now with them. Let's read Exodus 33, um, and I'm finishing with this. Exodus 33, 12. Then Moses said, if you don't personally go with us, don't make us leave this place. How will anyone know that you look favorably on me, on me and on your people, if you don't go with us? For your presence among us sets your people and me apart from all other people on the earth. Now, Moses had experienced miracles and wonders and signs. Can you imagine? Just picture this. Can you, can you see the sea being divided in front of you? Isn't that wonderful? I, I, can't, even I can't even imagine ha that happening to me. Well, but Moses experienced that. He walked through the sea. It was dry. He walked with all the, the people, his people. God protected me, protected them from um, Pharaoh and his people. God also provided for them when they were in the desert. He gave them bread, manna from heaven, meat. They, Moses definitely knew that God was with them. God, Moses knew that God was blessing him and that his favor was with him and with his people. However, we are reading this verse, this chapter 33, and what happened is that not two chapters ago, Moses went up to the, uh, the Mount Sinai, and he met with God for 40 days. So it was until Moses spent time with God, and he finally was in his presence. 
that he couldn't, he didn't care about the miracles, he didn't care about this, the signs. He was in the, mid, in the midst of the presence of the Lord. And that was um, better than any other blessing, be better, better than any other sign and miracle and wonder. And here in this passage, we see that Moses said, I know that you are going to bless me, but if you don't go personally with us, I don't want to go. I don't want to go through the desert. Nothing compares to your presence. After God spoke to me and I believed him and my, my heart changed and everything changed in my, inside of me, um, my, my, my professor called me. She had me to meet an orchestra director. Well, now, she, she was desperate. She didn't know how to help me. <laughs> so this person, the, the director, he was going to help me with my singing techniques or stuff like that. So I went. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting anything. I just did it because I was going to try. Um, long story short, I, I end up not only passing the class, but I also end up with a job, I mean, with a job. <laughs> not with a job. I end up with a job um, as a choir director for a kid's choir. Uh, honestly, I was shocked. I didn't know what to say. But I knew that God's favor was with me. And from that moment on, I knew that God was going to bless me in my career. Whether I, whether I went to Germany to get my master's, whether, whatever I, I was going to do, I knew that God's favor was going to be with me. However, deep inside, something changed. I... I, I wasn't satisfied with only God blessings. I wasn't satisfied with only being happy and having a comfortable life or living my dreams. I knew God. I had an encounter with God, and I wanted more. Um, so long story short, I dropped school. I dropped college after six years and a half or, of pursuing my, my degree. I dropped it, and I came to the States three years, and, three years and a half. I went to Elam Bible Institute, and I decided to change my dream <laughs> because all that matters is, God's, bless, is God, God's presence. And I just wanted to walk with him. No matter if I don't have the life that once I dreamed, I just wanted to share this love with people. I just want to share his love with, with the nations, I want to be a missionary in China, and I want to speak about God's love and, and, his, and the gospel of Jesus to the people who, ne who have never heard about him, because I know that his presence is the best of all blessings. It's not about God's blessings, it's about his presence. Um, I don't know what's your situation today. Um, we all go through trials. Sometimes they are like short, small trials. Sometimes there are huge trials, sickness, uh, sickness or things like that. But I just want to tell you, if, if you are going through a very hard season in your life, 
God wants to meet with you in the midst of your valley. He wants to walk with you through the desert because he's the best thing that can ever happen to you. And I want to pray with you if you want to encounter God one more time because he wants to encounter us one, one time after one time. And I, I, want, I want you to experience something, what, like what I experienced, and something that more people like Moses, Job, experienced. The blessing of all blessings is the presence of God. So let's pray. Father, uh, I just thank you so much for your love and for your presence. Thank you because even though we walk through the valley of death, we walk through trials and tribulations, and sometimes life is really hard. I just thank you so much for your presence. Thank you so much because you never forsake us, and you go always with us, and you want to be with us. It's about this relationship. It's not about achieving things. It's about living in your presence and walking with you. This is what makes the trial worth to go through. It's just your presence. And I just ask you to come and, and fill our hearts. And if there is somebody to, today uh, who are really struggling with something, it, it may be a sickness. It may be a um, um, they're going through something like a divorce or like one of their children are sick. I don't know, God, you know better. You know what's the situation. And I just want you to be real, become real to their lives, to their hearts, because you want to walk with them through every situation, through every single trial. Reveal yourself to us this morning. And thank you because you are the best of all blessings. In your name we pray. Amen.